0: podcast. I'm your host, Tom Schuster. Joining me tonight are Jenny Aquino and Mark Myers. Tonight we'll be deciding the most shocking twist in a video game, and we'll be reviewing our retro-like game, Crazy Taxi 2, for the Sega Dreamcast. But before we get to all of that, what have you guys been playing? Jen, let's start with you.
1: Yeah, so uh, I'll get the usuals out of the way. So I've been playing some Dead by Daylight, uh, still about one, one to two times a week. Nothing crazy like I used to. Um, and not too much to report here we did um we did have some uh player tests build playing over on my stream if anyone missed that i tested out the new killer who is pinhead from hellraiser which is really exciting he's been on my killer wish list for pretty much as long as i've started thinking about who i'd like to have as killer in the game Uh, i figured he's a pretty he's a pretty unique and classic Bad guy, right? To have to have chase you around the map trying to murder you. So, I am very excited about that. Um, having him in the game, I'm excited about. However, his play style is not for me. I can say I tested him out. He's not my favorite killer I've ever played as. He's very complicated. He has so many different abilities and so many different ways to make a survivor's life hell. And I made the mistake of not doing my research before I started playing as him for the first time. And you definitely can't just jump right into him. You definitely have to look up, you know, what he's about. So I would say to anyone out there who has not played as him, once he is available to the general population, definitely do your research. If you haven't already figure out how to play as Pinhead, because he is very difficult. Um, I can say even if I practice as him, he's not he's just not my style. Um, Still fun. It was interesting playing as him and then going up against him. He has his box, so basically it'll be left somewhere in the map. And if a survivor picks it up, um, you hear his voice saying, "You open the box, and I came," <laughs> which is great. So
2: I mean, whatever's your kink, man.
1: Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, you know how they do. So, uh, so yeah, it's it's it was interesting. Um, but other than that, nothing too much on Dead by Daylight. However. I alluded to this, I believe it was our last podcast, that Phasma was going through some major game changes, and it was coming soon, so they dropped those game changes yesterday, Um, or I guess if you're listening to this on Monday, it was a few days ago, but either way, it's a brand new drop, Um, and I honestly don't know how I feel about it, which makes me really sad. Trouble in paradise. Yeah, trouble in paradise. they literally, when they said they were doing massive changes, they weren't joking. They did a massive overhaul on Phasmo. They changed ev- the way everything looks, pretty much. Like they changed the way all of the equipment looks. They added a brand new device called the Dot Machine, or the I forget D O T something. Um, I don't know what it stands for, but it is an actual paranormal investigation device. I had never heard about before, okay. but basically. It's like a little device. You put it on the ceiling or the floor or the wall and you turn it on and it emits this, all these like little green dots, like a grid. So if it's the kind of ghost that interacts with this thing, you'll see it appear as like a white mist in the form of a person walking through it, which is really creepy, it's not creepy at all. Uh, but pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, it's a nice little change that they added there. Um, but so many things are different. So all the equipment looks totally different. So I didn't even know. Like there's a there's a regular flashlight and there's a strong, strong flashlight and obviously you want to go with the brighter the strong one except they look different now so I didn't know which one was which. Um, they have two new ghosts. One of I think both of them maybe work with the dot machine. I'm not sure. I don't remember. I haven't even actually um gone up against the new ghosts yet, so I don't know. Um, I know one of them is totally invisible and you can only see it on the camera that you're holding in your hand. So that would be tricky. Okay. Um, they're way more aggressive. They're way faster. The sounds that these ghosts make now. Like if anyone doesn't know, old school old school Phasmo, when the ghost was near you or when it was hunting you and it was super close, you could hear it doing like the grudge noise. I don't think you guys need me to do it, but yeah. <laughs> so you know, that's creepy. It freaked me out the first few times I heard it, but it got old. Um now they do, and I'm not gonna do that I'm not gonna try to do an impression of this because it would totally embarrass me, but it's it's a mixture of groaning, wheezing, and growling. It is so scary sounding. Like they did such a good job with the sound effect. Um, the ghost now, when it starts hunting you, your flashlight used to flicker. Now, if you're not directly near the ghost when it's hunting, your flashlight doesn't do anything. You have no idea it's hunting, which is insane uh and if you do figure out that it's hunting if you're holding anything electronic that's on in your hand you have to shut it off or the ghost will come right to you and kill you and still you can't talk you can run now but only for three seconds and after three seconds you're out of breath and then you can barely walk
0: it sounds like they changed it to be more like that other game that just came out
1: yes so i know in the past i've said first i was a little nervous about ghost hunters corp i'm like eh, they kind of copied phasmo but then i played it and i'm like the two are Are different enough where I feel like they could coexist. But now I feel like Phasmo made these changes and now they're starting to dip into the Ghost Hunters Corp territory where they're starting to be very similar. And I was telling Dan before Ghost Hunters Corp to me is not really super solo friendly because the second that you start playing, the ghost can kill you. And you walk in the house and the ghost is like, you know, approaches you. You don't have that. Um, like courtesy time that Phasmo kind of gives you for things to ramp up, for your sanity to drop, and then for the ghosts to start getting aggressive. Um, And that's something I liked about Phasmo because you can play it by yourself as long as you get to know the game and, you know, strategy behind that part. But now the ghosts are so much more aggressive and more difficult to figure out. And there's all these other moving parts to it now, all these changes. And I feel like it's going to become less easy for someone to solo it I was in a I was in a game last night for almost 40 minutes with four people. Two of them got killed. And then it was just me and somebody else. And it was like impossible for us to figure out what kind of ghost it was. And I've been playing this game for almost a year. I'm like level a thousand. Like there's no way. I don't, I don't struggle with it anymore, really. But the new changes are just so much. I think they didn't even roll out a beta. They just like released it. So I know the game needs to be optimized. I know there's still some bugs, but I feel like I don't hate it. It's just a lot to get used to. And I feel like my like old Phasmo game is gone. So I have to like feel this new one out, you know? But it's still fun. Fun, Unfortunately, you know, for Mark. It's still fun. (laughs) I'm not going to stop playing it (laughs) or talking about it. But uh
2: it just it just seems like they for some reason made the game harder instead of better you know what i mean
1: yeah for some people for some people actually most of the people that i've heard give feedback on it are pretty happy with it um because i know everyone's biggest complaint is that the fear in the game has been lacking for a long time so like they wanted to do this big overhaul blah 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 but yeah i agree with you i think i think they made it a little bit too difficult uh i don't know I don't know, like I said, I, I only played I think four games and it took a really long time to get through those games, but it just seems, so it's still in yeah. early early access right now. I kind of yeah. feel bad for all of our console friends who are planning on getting this game when it releases. It is so much harder now than it was when I started playing. Like, I feel bad for these people, yeah, the, uh, so we'll see.
2: I don't know, I've seen games do this in the past where, mm-hmm. you know, um, they, they see everybody being able to pull play the game, you know, and get through it rather easily. And, you know, uh, maybe they think that that's, you know, taking the fun out of it. So instead of, and maybe it's just my thoughts, you're deeper into it than I am. Um, But instead of adding the stuff that you're telling me they added, instead of making like, I don't know, something different, rather than like make the ghost harder to not run away from, you know, is, you know, maybe, maybe make a ghost that like, stalks you you know you, you know to up the fear factor you know something like like something different if yeah. you, you know instead of when they're hunting they're hunting like and and that's it yeah. like maybe yeah maybe there's a ghost that's sort of not to plug our other podcast but like the um like the uh the uh what's it called the the poltergeist that i had in our stranger damies campaign where they just get in your head mm-hmm. or they whisper something to you right you know that could have upped the fear factor without making the game harder for new players.
1: Yeah, you know, I I totally agree with you. I think the uh, the learning curve on this game went up real real high when they released these new changes. And I do I do know that they've been working to make the game more difficult because there's so many people who not brag because that has a negative connotation, but so many people were were able to fly through the game like you know speed run it practically because they got so used to things being kind of safe where in the past you could go into a locker in a closet and as long as you were holding the door closed you could yell at the ghost all you wanted and this stupid ghost is standing outside like i want to just kill him but i can't get in but you know that doesn't make sense because ghosts can walk through walls so why was that a thing so then they took that and then they just like blew it up immensely with the with the difficulty where like i said now if you're not next to the ghost and it's hunting, you don't even know it's hunting. Like, it's really, really difficult. And they also have a speed boost now, the ghosts I don't know if I mentioned this already. Where if they see you, they're so much faster than they were initially, even when they first gave them a speed boost. Yeah. So it's almost impossible. If you're not able to like turn a corner really fast to break line of sight, you're not going to survive. And the people that I played with yesterday died so quickly. Like, we were on voice chat. And as soon as I heard them say, like, oh, my God, I'm going to die. They just died. Like, they didn't even have a chance. <laughs> yeah, It's crazy. So I don't know. We'll see. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what people think. Um, and I'm looking forward to playing it more, too, obviously, and feeling it out. And I'll, I'll let everybody know. But uh, if anyone listening has any opinions on it, please share. I'm interested to hear your thoughts. Um, but yeah. Other than that and our retro roulette game, we've been doing It Takes Two. Which has been a lot of fun. Um, I'm trying to think, I don't think I've really played. Oh, I, I'm still playing Pokemon Unite oh, nice. too. That's my other game that I've been pouring a lot of. I time downloaded into. it,
0: but I, I um, haven't. I yay. haven't started it yet.
1: Okie doke. Well, it's a lot of fun, and uh, I'm still. If anyone cares, I'm maining Charizard because how can I not? I mean, of course. I mean, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's that's um, what you do. Yes, he's he's good. So you have Pokemon that are. Um, you have your support Pokemon, then you have your super offensive ones, and then you have have like the all the I think they call them all rounders or something like that. So that's what he is. He's he's like a decent amount of speed. He's a decent amount of defense, and he's a different decent amount of offense. So I kind of like that. I've never really been one to like go to either side. I feel like in general, uh, maybe more support than than anything else. But I do like having the offense angle on him as well. So. I'm playing as him, and then Ninetales is pretty fun too. But uh, yeah, I definitely recommend anyone listening, if you like Pokemon and you like uh, um, those MOBA games, recommend giving, uh, I don't know if it's going to be a permanent thing. So if you're thinking about it and you haven't done it yet, I would download it just to make sure that it's you know something you can get for free. Mm-hmm. And they're adding, I think they're adding Pokemon, I don't know if it's September 1st or sometime in early September, they're adding some new ones. So, if anyone cares about that, you got to catch them all, right? So.
2: Yes. So, Jen, how many tails does that one guy have?
1: Oh, uh, I don't know, like eight or something.
2: Okay. So, make sure. Just the, yeah. you know, gaming convention, yeah. you know, if he, he has eight tails, we'll call him nine tails. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's an inside joke that none of us get. Yep.
1: Yeah. I all right.
0: Well, I guess I'll go, to... go next because I, I think Mark has an extension thing he wants to get to. So, I'm back on my bullshit and yes. I'm playing chain of memories again Mm -hmm. which it just it's just devolving at this point i I finally had to like look up strat because i i was just i was just not i i got stuck on another boss and i was like this is wait this should not be this difficult it's all because you have to use combos for your cards and if if no one knows what i'm talking about i'm playing kingdom hearts chain of memories where it's a mixture of an action adventure game and a card game so you have cards that equal your um your attack points and if you don't like if you go to attack and they have a higher attack card they can knock your card out other stuff so you can also create combos with your attacks and it does special attacks and i have found the cheese attack which i have been using pretty much non-stop <laughs> at this point it's the only thing i can use to kill bosses like it, it's just it's unbelievable how how broken it is. Cause if you go up against a boss that's got like three health bars, it'll knock out three quarters of a health bar. So it's, it's one of, it's definitely a cheese attack. And I have no problem using it in a game that's way too difficult for no reason. Other than that, I've been playing WWE 2K16. If you haven't, if you haven't <laughs> tuned into our, our Twitch, we just did a a, uh, a, a fun little thing where we did a, a, uh, Royal Rumble to determine our final our fantasy football draft order. Uh, it's something fun that we started last year, and I think it's going to be a a staple moving forward. But uh, as we were getting ready for it, I decided I was going to play a little bit of it. And there's a reason I don't play it. It's it's probably the worst WWE game I've played. It's not good. It's not good at all. <laughs> other other than the like storyline stuff, like the like the Stone Cold stuff that you do. Like the the actual like build a character and like road to WrestleMania stuff is not fun. The they they added too many stupid mini games inside of the wrestling match and it makes it not fun. Like the I don't think I've ever kicked out of a of a pin because I can't figure out the mini game to do to do uh when you're when you're being pinned. So I, I don't know if you have any opinions on this one, Mark. And uh, I I know I'm not a huge fan of this one. My favorite is, uh, uh, WW 13 before they went to 2k 13 is my favorite by far.
2: Yeah. Yeah. 13 is easily the best. Um, cause I still have that for the PS3 with all my creative guys on it.
0: Yeah. I still have it for the 360. It's like the, one of the last WWE games I purchased, uh, per- that I purchased on disc. Yes. Yeah. So I had it for forever.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah and it was yeah, one of those to exactly easy. what I did. Yeah.
0: All right, so that's that does it for me. Mark, uh all let right. us know let us know what you've been playing and then yeah. we'll get uh, your Yeah, uh, I will
2: end it with a special um 5-minute rant. And exactly yeah. 5 minutes because you'll um it'll be spoiler it'll be
0: spoil, it'll be spoilerful, so Mark will time it yeah. so we can put we can put the, the uh yeah. in the description.
2: Yeah, all starts with um I don't know if I mentioned this in the last podcast we're on a stream, but I finally uh, survived a game of they are billions. Um, the, the strategy zombie game. Um, it's only taken me about a year and a half uh, um, and I had it on the easiest settings you could possibly put it on and just barely survived. Um, so I don't know if I'll continue playing that game. But that now that is like the uh, the thing when I finished the road in Death Stranding, I'm just like done. <laughs> um, yeah. I have downloaded um uh, Madden twenty two because I do the uh the EA monthly thing um on PC. Uh so I got it a few days early, so I've been playing that since before it came out. Um it's Madden. Um I haven't gotten any of the goofy um bugs, but I, I did get one um where it just wouldn't like it took a while to snap the ball. Like they wouldn't set the ball down. Um but that that's happened in every Madden. It's it's fine. Um, the animations are good. The you know everything else around it really isn't isn't too much improved. I the only thing I really like is the way they've streamlined um, upgrading your players. You know because Madden's basically an RPG now, uh, and everything. You is. know just yeah. Last time me. last time they made you like play through the practice stuff to be able to upgrade your players, and now they just automate it. Um, and they, they even have like each of the coaches has a tech tree now and stuff. It's going way RP. Um, so since they're taking that from FIFA, um, that can help you upgrade stuff and things like that. So it's fine. You like Madden, you'll get it. You'll like it. Um, I'd wait a few weeks. I'd wait till like mid-September, um, till they get all the major kinks, um, uh, worked out. I saw one that was on Twitter where, uh, the, uh, center never snapped the football, Um, according to the game, but the football was just floating in midair. Um, And then all the defensive players were trying to tackle tackle the center who was
0: still in the snap position. So so Madden Um, is being made by Bethesda now? Yeah. Well, Madden
2: been being made by Bethesda for a while. Um, (laughs) The best was last year when um, the ball basically ricocheted off, like, the entire team that was on the field and then got caught for an interception. Um, But, yeah. So that was one of the funnier ones. I haven't caught any of that, so. Madden's Madden, if you like it. Ultimate Team still seems fine. I don't ever play it, but... It doesn't seem like they did anything crazy with that. Um, uh, Also, I picked up... um, uh, I'm going through Death's Door. I finished the uh, second, um, you know, boss there. Um, Still definitely going to be in my top five games of the year. Uh, So, you know, it's it's really, really good. Um, I've also started playing... um, uh, Humankind, which is sort of like a Civ-type 4X game, um, where it's a little more a strategy when you're fighting rather than dice rolls. Um, so so uh, my computer did this weird crash, which I'll have to talk to you about, Tom. Um, it's been doing it a little bit lately, but um, like soft crashing. Um, so uh, I haven't gone back since that happened. Um, but I so far it looks um, it got me to play Civ Six again. Um, I'm doing a marathon game, which is 1,500 turns. So I've not completed that yet. But you know, it kind of it kind of lit my fire to go back to that game. Um, so I'm looking to get through a game and see if I actually like it. Um, and then the, right before I played, uh, this podcast, uh, I played through a little bit of Wildermyth, um, which is the uh, like Dungeons and Dragon type campaign. Game where you like make choices uh, to change the story, and it gives you like three choices, and it's sort of like like a mixture of Telltale and um actual D and D um stuff, uh, you know, and it's all based like a storybook, so the people are look like little pop up paper people uh, walking around. Um, really good aesthetic. I love it so far. I'm only through the first mission of the game, and I uh, you started canon stories um for it. Uh, so I already have, like, I have, uh, my first, uh, squad is, starts off with, with three women. Um, uh, I put it that they were, you know, in my head, they're all friends. Um, two of them, uh, may have feelings for each other and the other one is just a friend. Um, so, <laughs> uh, so because they give you a romance choice, um, at one point. Um, so I was like, yeah, sure. Why not? We'll have these two, you know, have their will they won't they throughout this campaign um thing so it gives you choices like that and then you can decide whether what equipment to give what, and that can upgrade um you know if a certain person finds it and then they give it to another person it might up their like trust or friendship meter things like that seems good so far i'll check back in next podcast when i've gone through a campaign um to let you know and then the game i was literally playing like, minutes before we started that WWE stream, um, I finally played through um, a a good, like, hour or so of Boyfriend Dungeon. Um, And that game is exactly what Jonathan described it as to me. It is a little mix of Hades, a little mix of Persona, um, and it is definitely entirely my shit. Um, So, uh, so far, I've met three swords. Um, One is a fencing sword um, who looks like Idris Elba course the other one is a regular like scimitar um and he seems like an asshole um his name is sunder so i've been knocking off his advances um because his uh really hot friend that owns the bar um she told me that he is bad news so i was like i'm gonna listen to you you're cool as shit uh, unfortunately she's not a sword so i can't date her um and then i just met a dagger um named valencia i believe um and uh yeah i just went through like five levels of the dungeon uh with her um basically got to a point where i met a boss and i was not leveled up enough because it was like my third run through the uh dungeon um which they call dunge like it's like sh- shorthand d-u-n-j um it's like set in a mall oh, okay. and you know y- you're fight you're fighting your insecurities oh, wow. <laughs> um throughout it so it's kind of cool The concept, and you're talking through text messaging. um, And uh, you get the craft, you craft gifts for the people, kind of like Stardew Valley um, and, you know, relationship simulator type stuff there. So, thumbs up. I'm probably going to finish through that. Um, uh, It seems like a couple of games I'm playing right now will all be probably securely, definitely in my top 10, most likely in my top five. Um, But one game that I thought was going to be in my top five. Um, which is very much not going to be in my top five. Um, it's a little game called 12 uh, Minutes. So we'll do the warning now. Um, I am going to set a timer on my phone, and I am going to rant spoiler-heavy about this game for exactly five minutes. So I'm going to countdown, and if you want to tune out, time, Tom will also put a timestamp um, if you want to f- uh, follow that um, uh, to make it easier on yourself. Um, but I need to just vent about this game because uh, the opinions I've heard about it, um, you know, range. It, 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 uh, Jeff Gershman said it best on the Bombcast, just, uh, you know, then that I could come up with. He says um, he's heard opinions from people that have played 12 minutes and people that have finished 12 minutes. <laughs> Apparently, there's and, a
0: very big difference.
2: And they yeah. seem to be two different people. Um, so anyway, going to start the timer in three, two, one what the fuck is this game? <laughs> um, so, uh, to start off, um, it more. seems like uh, Daisy Ridley uh, really doesn't know an American accent um, because it really doesn't sound like anything. It just It's just her talking without her British accent. Okay. Like, there's no attempt at dialogue, like, dialect or anything, so that threw me off for most of the game. Um, and apparently... Uh, James McAvoy only knows how to speak Philadelphian because he said water Water um, in it. Nah. Water. Um, so uh, the, the whole voice acting and also, uh, what's his name? Um, um, William Defoe is in it and he that Prank Call before um, when he says it. Honey, I think you've been Prank Called um, is how he says it. So, anyway, so you go through um, real fast in the first minute or so here, for those of you that are listening that played it. Um, the mechanics are kind of wonky. I do enjoy the point-and-click adventure of trying to figure out a puzzle and doing certain things. Um, I got three quarters of the way through the game and finally just looked it up because I wanted to finish it. Once I figured out the twist, which I'll get to in a second, um, I was like, fuck this, I just want to finish it. Um, so, and there's also another twist that I have to read up on. There's a really good polygon story on that I didn't get a chance to read. That's a little deeper than, than what I know. But even the surface layer twist um, that happens in this game is like, fuck off. Um, So, essentially, you you have a cop, knocks on the door, accuses your wife of murdering her father, um, and wants a watch that she has in the apartment. Um, You go through this whole thing, trying to figure out if she really killed her father, then you find out she may have, um, and then through a series of events which include drugging your wife so she passes out on the bed, um, and then shocking a cop so he passes out um you you figure out that um she didn't kill him he survived uh, the shooting when she shot him and he was killed on new year's eve and she was hundreds of miles away on new year's eve so you figure uh <laughs> through another circumstance you figure out that the um she had a, a half brother uh through her father's affair with a nanny um so you figure hey it must have been the brother because the father said monster and that was what your mother used to call um the The bastard offspring or whatever terminology you want. This was a moment when I said before they revealed it, like 10 minutes before they revealed it, they said something like, oh, it must have been the brother. Um, You know, his mother had a flower name. And I went, oh, fuck, because in the first um, uh, like scene of the game, when you just go through the regular 12 minutes, um, your wife is pregnant and she shows you baby clothes, and the baby clothes uh, says the name Dahlia on it, um, with a flower on there. Um, so this is when you find out that you're your wife's half-brother, who you've also impregnated, by the way. So there's incest and incest pregnancy um, in this game. And you also killed your father. Um, and this is supposed to be, oh, shit, man. This is crazy. Um, to which I, a wanking motion to it. Um, it was the simplest like twist to a story you could do in this, like what's a shock twist we can do. Um, and it was the simplest one had them be related. Um, nothing deeper than that. They throw a dumb thing in there about the cop's daughter having cancer. And you know, that doesn't really pay off outside of you convince this very sweet young teenager to tell her father, not to murder two people. Um, because the one person is not a murderer. Um, so, and then the very, very end of the game, um, you do some, like, eternal sunshine at a spotless mind shit um, where you make your yourself forget everything. And I guess that's how you start dating your sister wife um, at this point. Um, so uh, there's something deeper to that story that I didn't catch It apparently is in this Polygon story that I want to read. Um, so, uh, yeah. I got about 30 seconds, so... Uh, the one cool part about this game um, is that uh, once you finish the second ending, because, yes, there are two endings. There's three endings, technically, but you only get to see two through one playthrough. Um, it basically erases your save, and you start from the beginning again. That's a uh, Yeah, so to get the third ending, you have to play through the whole game, get the first ending again, and then get the third ending. So, yeah. So that's it. Rant over. Uh,
0: wow. Uh, uh, do what? not hate.
2: <laughs> Thank you. That is my thesis. Or if
0: you do, don't finish it.
2: Yeah, it's okay. not good. I apologize, Kurt, if you haven't finished it yet, because I know you're playing through it currently.
0: Um, I've finished can, it. I'm I'm hoping he finishes it before Monday.
2: Yeah. So that was my rant on 12 Minutes. I beat it in one sitting in four and a half hours. Uh, so yeah. Thank you, Game Pass.
0: Yeah, that's a game that I'm glad I would not have spent money on.
2: I was so excited about this game, by the way.
0: The I know concept. The were. When we when we saw it announced, we thought it was a really cool idea. And then they went and did that. Yeah. So So, yep. so just uh,
2: in, in a feedback to an old thing we used to do in the uh, uh, Tick Tam podcast, um, the director of this game can go fuck himself. Thank you. <laughs> Moving on to
0: the news, Jen. Anyway, yes. Jen, <laughs> let's get to the news. A lot of stuff has happened over the past yeah. couple of weeks.
1: So my first story, 12 Minutes, has been announced to be the best video game of the year so far. Just kidding.
2: It's going to win multiple (laughs) BAFTAs. I swear to God, it's going to win so many BAFTAs.
1: We'll have to find out, won't we? Yeah. So so my my real story, Uh, there's currently a reason for this surge in retro gaming prices we've been seeing, allegedly. Yeah, very allegedly. Uh, So, yes, very allegedly. Uh, So this is a hot take. Uh, so a new a new report has surfaced uh, within the last few days. It may explain the recent uptick in these crazy video game auction prices we've been seeing. Um, so just to do a little bit of a refresher before we dive into the uh, the conspiracy theory, the record price uh, went from Super Mario Brothers three selling for 156k in November of 2020. Uh, then, Legends of Zelda sold for 870k this year. Two days after that, we had Super Mario 64 sell for 1.56 million. And then two weeks after that, Super Mario Brothers sold for $2 million, which is now the record for the most expensive retro video game to have been sold at auction. Uh, which is really crazy if you just look at those jumps that has been made over the last not even yeah. full year, right? It's it's so in,
0: it's been less than six months.
1: It's crazy. Um, and we kind of we kind of touched on this slightly. I think it was our last podcast or the one before where we were saying like this they, these people realize this can't keep going. That their games are worth a bazillion dollars and this is just going to get to be insane. So a journalist named Carl Jobs probably you know thought about this too, and he has alleged through a video that's just under an hour long um, that the grading company Wada Games. And or to games, I'm not sure how they pronounce it, and collectible auction company Heritage Auctions have been working together allegedly to inflate the value of the retro gaming market and in return have been making a ton of money from it. So, to games came about in 2018, and even though there were other um, grading companies out there, they quickly became recognized. As, like, the top grading. Uh, and then Heritage Auctions started listing their games for sale a year after Wayda was created. They only sell games that Wayda grades. So basically, Jobs believes that weda has been grading games and artificially raising their value. And then um, there are these press conferences uh, or interviews being held to spread this false awareness that the value of retro games are going to continue to rise. Game collectors or investors with a ton of money purchase these games from Heritage Auction. They're sold at these exorbitant prices. And then once a record sale hits, you know, it. the uh, video game value continued going up from here. So, you know, it's a very long video, obviously, and I'm not going to get into everything that he talked about. But basically, one of his biggest points that he's trying to make with this allegation is that the amount of money is... The amount of money that's being made off of these video game sales is kind of crazy. So he's saying Waita charges, basically, if your game is valued at ten thousand dollars or above, they'll charge you up to four hundred dollars for their rating. Charge as much as dollars to grade your game, and that depends. I can't even. That depends on its initial value. So that's already twenty k max, we'll say, going to Waita. Then Heritage Auctions will charge a buyer twenty percent of the sale right so if it's in a million dollar sale they're getting 200k in their pocket and then they take an additional five percent from the seller so again say they made a million dollar sale they're getting an additional five thousand dollars so he's claiming that he believes this all started with a copy of scenario brothers that was graded by Weda and sold for triple the highest price ever paid for games so at this point it was just over a hundred thousand dollars one of the people that purchased it it was a group of three one of them was heritage auctions co-founder jim Hal- halpern Here we uh go. they they established this record that was set announcing that retro gaming prices are going up this is going to be the next big thing blah 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 and then it's advised that his own game is now going up for sale through heritage auctions so once they inflate you know the pricing now oh now i'm going to put my game up for sale <laughs> so yeah um, sounds like so NF- again yes these are all allegations nothing has been proven it's very interesting if you have not watched the video and you're interested in this stuff i would definitely recommend checking it out uh as far as i was able to find heritage auctions has come forward they've denied all the allegations uh and they said that they wish they were given an opportunity to answer any questions that jobs had before he made the video because they're saying it's just riddled with inaccuracies and he's just assuming things and he doesn't, you know, have his facts straight. Um, and Weda, as far as I'm aware, has not responded at all yet. They so will. I'm not sure, they will. yeah, I don't think they will. Uh, but this whole thing was very interesting, um, very interesting to uh, to research for today's news section. I know you guys probably have some thoughts if you wanna add yeah, on to so anything. From,
2: from what I've watched, cause I didn't watch the full hour video, cause I, I actually watched some of it. The one thing that kind of turned me off on it, and maybe it's my, you know, n- not to bring this up over so often, but my um, uh, journalistic background is one of his sources for part of this. Um, the allegations is a conversation from a son to a father um, and not really any evidence. Um, and that could just be somebody coming to him to, you know, you know, hurt someone else. Like, it's not like I need for that. I I forget what the exact claim was, but you know, it's just I. I just want a little more evidence from his side of of like that one thing, and it seems to hinge a little bit on most of the stuff coming from this. Um, but it this is this is as our friend Ann would say, this is capitalism, baby. Um, you know, uh, it you know the market manipulation stuff is really hard to prove. Um, that they're doing it. Um, because you need to show. That there was some kind of communication to this. You can put anything up for bid, bid for any kind of money. he right. can buy it. They're just dumb to buy it. Um, the part that is a little rough, um, that just, you know, reported to the FTC, you know, that's why they're there, um, is the whole percentage thing. Um, that's the thing they could get nailed on out of anything I've heard in this story and, and seen in the video, um, is that. This sort of heritage only does wada games and wada gets a percentage and heritage gets a percentage like that could be seen as like insider trading. Insider trading, sort of. Exactly. But (laughs) you know that's where the that's where the trouble could come in. Not any of this where they're inflating the game prices to make money. Um, Because of course that part of it, if someone wants to put a bid up for two million dollars, that's fine. Anybody can do that um that's just like i said that's just how capitalism works with with auctions and stuff um but you know it's the part where they get so much of a percentage if it is that high number that can be looked into like if it was a thing where there were no percentages and people were buying games for two million dollars there would be no issue with it you know could they be it all has to like the cuts. you know that's for sure yeah it's just it's essentially they they should definitely be reported to the you know the federal trade commission um for this stuff and take it from there, like a YouTube video. Um, because it's so hard for journalists nowadays, having having just that one part of the story be hinged on such a circumstantial hearsay thing, um, is what bothers me. Um, because it 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 makes you question the rest of the stuff that he says, you know? Um so, you know, he could be completely right. You know, the whole thing could be one hundred percent true. But it's going to be hard until hard evidence comes out for, you know, um, you know, people on the Internet that already want to scream and holler at these people are going to believe anything negative that's said about them. Um, But, you know, they I just wish he didn't have that in the video because it would would be a much bigger story if he did. Um, But, yeah, hopefully it they get caught on something because. Mostly rich people doing this kind of manipulation stuff when it comes to, um, you know, auctions and and stocks and stuff like that, you know, um, if they do it in a very dumb way, um, which just sounds like they may have been doing it in a very dumb way, um, they get caught pretty easily. Um, If this was being done correctly and by people that know what they were doing in terms of cheating them, we wouldn't hear a word of this. So. That, that's basically my stance on it. I don't know where Tom stands, but yeah, I mean, I want someone I want a second person to report on a lot of the stuff this guy did um, independently instead right. of just quoting his video. Right.
0: The the problem is there needs to be more than like you said, there needs to be more than one person corroborating this. So you, you can only take it so far with so little evidence, but it it's not unbelievable. Yeah. The fact like the fact that somebody would do this and we've seen it with with everything like they they i, I want to say they're doing it with baseball cards now too it's the same thing it's the pokemon same cards baseball cards pokemon cards whatever whatever you can get graded which is what i think is the dumbest thing ever if you can get it graded and it gets a certain grade all of a sudden it's worth 20 times more than it was before you got it graded which makes no sense to me exactly. and it's just this company making up values and people paying it because they think, oh, it'll continue to be valuable even if I, you know, down the road because it's graded. And I just, I hate, I hate all of that stuff because yep. it just inflates prices for no reason. And people who want this stuff, like because they had it as a kid, can't get it because, because rich people are hot or grabbing everything they can hoping that it'll be their next big investment and it just doesn't belong in retro gaming and it's killing i think it's personally i think it's killing the retro gaming a little bit because people can't buy games anymore and i th- i feel like when that happens uh people go and 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 see their uncle vim you know yeah it's i just feel like that's that's what happens when stuff, stuff like this starts to happen and, and no one can afford a game anymore it's just it's just getting a little crazy yeah. and, and me being a retro gamer it sucks even more because i can't buy i don't buy games anymore i haven't bought a retro game that's that wasn't a disc in i don't know i couldn't tell you how long like i I won't purchase cartridges anymore because i have flash cards for everything because of stuff like this and it's just it's killing a cool hobby just like you know everything else i feel like this happens with all, all hobbies somebody comes in and tries to make make it a money thing and then it's not fun anymore yeah. that's just, that's my my rant on it
1: yeah i have to agree with um what mark said i would really be interesting someone up in and do their own research and come in from you know a, a fresh angle on it and see what this person is able to uncover um and i do hope that they are you know investigated by the ftc and we get more information on this i think it could prove to be very interesting to see what's found um but yeah, I, I also agree with Tom. I think I think this is putting a huge strain on the retro gaming, like real retro gaming collectors that are not millionaires exactly. <laughs> that are looking for their next big investment. As he said, mm-hmm. exactly. it sucks. It really sucks. So um, yeah, figuring we should probably move on to a, something a little, a little bit lighter after that. <laughs> yes. Um, so yes. <laughs> Let's not. <go laughs> so. Uh, I know I'm going to say this game wrong. I know Jonathan has corrected me in the past, but I don't remember if it's correct, so I'm just going to go for it. Genshin Impact?
0: Genshin
1: Genshin? Impact. Genshin Impact is welcoming Aloy into their game. I don't know if you guys saw this. Um, She is no stranger to guest appearances. She's shown up in Fortnite and Monster Hunter World so far. Uh, So now she's going to be in Genshin Impact. Uh, There is a trailer available currently. It's pretty much a teaser trailer it's not really um showing her off completely um but she looks super cute her main weapon in the game is going to be her bow and she does appear to have other other abilities they do show her wielding some kind of device um that she you know helps her freeze her enemies in place momentarily so she gets an advantage during battle um But from what I saw, it looks pretty cool. I haven't played the game. I've actually considered playing it before I started playing Monster Hunter World. I actually was going to start playing Genshin Impact, but I went with Monster Hunter because I was looking forward to Rise, so I wanted to get started on that. Um, But I would definitely recommend, if anyone is a fan of Horizon Zero Dawn and Genshin Impact, obviously, definitely look out for that. But even if you've maybe been considering playing in Lake Horizon, I feel like this is a good time to give it a shot um she is going to be available for free starting september 1st for anyone on ps4 or ps5 and then with the following update after that she'll be available for all other consoles so if you're pc you have to wait wait a little bit longer but that's okay um but yeah i wanted to throw that in there and then speaking of horizon we have unfortunately some bad news regarding our red-haired bombshell uh horizon forbidden west officially has been delayed until february 18th of 2022 um yeah we we were expecting to see this game released at the end of this year but also i think we all knew that that was really not going to happen um initially it was believed to be on track for the holidays for this year but they had a lot of issues with motion capture tech and actors availabilities with the pandemic and it just kept kind of delaying so i believe they're taking you know their time with this and if there's one thing we've learned from good old cyberpunk it's that games sometimes need to be delayed long enough to ensure that they actually yeah, work they do. correctly yeah, do. yeah. so <laughs> pre-orders i believe are starting on september 2nd and they are announcing more information at that time as well so hopefully we'll we'll continue to you know get updates and hopefully we don't have to wait too too long but i absolutely would rather have this game be delayed until it's it's perfect and it's ready to be played i don't want to get some um, you know buggy has terrible yeah. game and be let down yeah so yeah, we don't need that no
2: yeah yeah i i kind of saw this one coming just from uh the people i i've been listening to um especially jeff Grubb um over at games beat um saying that this has been in the works for a while they were just yeah. waiting for a time to announce it um and like i think i'd said to you in the past with a lot of the this stuff um we would hear some things about fall games being delayed or new games coming out in the fall once we got and mm-hmm. to Tokyo Game Show um Gamescom was Wednesday Tuesday mm-hmm. Tom? Yeah it was this past, past <laughs> Yeah. Um yeah so no surprise that this came at this point. Um I'd rather have it I, I think it feels more like a, a Q1 game than a than than a Q4 game uh to me. Um it does it it, it feels like um, it's one of those games that you can put out at DLC later in the year um, to get everybody revved up for Game of the Year if you're worried about that. Um, I don't think it, as much as I love the first game, and just like The Last of Us, as much as I like Last of Us 2, I felt it should have ended with the first game, <laughs> uh, story-wise. Um, so I'm interested to see if they prove me wrong with this one. Um, but for me, it just doesn't seem like this game has the impact to be in a uh, November, December timeframe with your Call of Duties and and um, you know things things of that nature. um it, And at least not yet. It's not that time of year. Is mostly uh, meant for you know those games tend to dominate the market. So get it out of there. Get it in Q one. Um, have it sit on its own so it can sell millions and millions of copies.
1: Yeah, hopefully, hopefully it's an amazing game. I agree. I think. We, Mark and I, um, I, I know nobody probably knows this, we had done, what was it, almost, almost like a two-hour very endeavour in- yeah. cast a long time ago about Horizon Zero Dawn, yeah. and I think we both agreed that the way it ended, and at that time obviously we didn't know that there was going to be a second one, I think we both agreed the way it ended was like a perfect, you know, everything tied up really nicely, and they left you a little hint where, you know, I guess they could do a second one if they wanted to, but they don't yeah. have to. So hopefully this second game doesn't kind of leave a bad taste in everyone's mouth about the series. Yeah. They the will be series. I don't think it will, but I, you know, I'm looking forward to it. I hope, I hope that it surprises us. And it's like,
2: yeah. It just, you feel good. someone said, Oh, that game made a whole lot of money. You know, we need a sequel. You know, it, it, it kind of has the video game feeling of, and maybe there's a better example of this, but it's the one I always go to. Um, as very video game esque feel of like Rambo, um, where First Blood is really good, and the book itself is a really good, sl- solid ending, um, which makes sense with the movie and the and the movie, or it makes sense with the story. And then the movie's ending's a little different because you know they wanted to open up the possibility of, of eventually maybe continuing with this mm-hmm. character because it's the 80s, and you know a lot of movies were character driven, right. um, you know, so. That's what I feel like with this is Aloy became real popular, went on all those games, you, you ended the game real well, and so you had to make a second one. Um, I don't believe in another sense, I don't believe The Last of Us people when they say, oh, we were planning for a second one the whole time. Um, I I don't believe that was the case. Um, with that, I think they saw the popularity and then Neil Druckmann went, oh, well, I, yeah, I can I, I have ideas floating around, mm-hmm. you know, but Um, I even think, and you might not be of this opinion, Jen, but yeah, final word about, uh, Horizon. I don't even think the Frozen Wild should have been released. Um, I don't think that was needed, um, for it, but you know, video game company has to go make money. So (laughs) that's why that lease, but you know, it's, it's sometimes appears to me that when you tell a good story, just constantly going back to the well, will only ruin it unless if you come up with something fresh and hopefully... Whatever this thing they're coming up with isn't just some kind of other thing that's also corruption.
1: Right. You know, it, and, which yeah. would
2: be a big letdown.
1: It kind of seems like it's looking like that, honestly. Yeah, I know. I, I agree with better. you. I hope it's something totally fresh, like you said. Um, for me, Frozen Wilds was my way of coping with the fact that Horizon ended. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I don't think it was necessarily necessary either. Yeah. Um, but like you said, they obviously wanted to make more money and they knew how much people love the first game. So they're like, yeah, they're going to buy the Frozen yeah. Wild, obviously. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing what this game shapes up to be. And um, I'm sure we'll talk about it more as it gets closer and we get more updates and stuff. Um, so speaking of games we love, specifically, Tom, let's talk about Destiny 2, shall we? Talk so Bungie has revealed their next major expansion for Destiny 2. It's going to be called The Witch Queen. It is going to allow players to go through a continuation of the sci-fi series and eventually face off against Savathun, who is the witch queen. Uh, so she's apparently been teased in Destiny 2 for seven years, which, first of all, I can't believe it's been seven years. But anyway, Destiny
0: 2 has been around for seven years.
1: That's crazy because I remember Destiny 1 coming out. So but, I'm like old Destiny, AF.
0: Destiny 1, I could see being around for seven years, but Destiny 2, that's a little mind blowing yeah. to me. Well, Destiny 1 was on the 360, by the way, just to that's, age that also, more. It was on the Xbox One also. Yeah, yeah, it was on, yeah, because we, we got it
1: for both. PS4. <laughs> but yeah, so this has apparently been teased for seven years. She has been behind several major events like, and I don't know this personally, I don't know, if Tom, if you've heard of this, but the corruption of the Dreaming City, okay. that storyline. Yep. Um. So this will be the first players will have against her directly after all of this lore has been teased. Um. We will also get a new location, which is Savathun's Throne World. Sounds really cool. A new campaign, weapons, armor, and a new raid. And then they're also adding a new weapon called the Glaive, which is a melee weapon. They're going to be able to be used as ranged or close-up combat weapons. Um, and then we will also now have the ability to customize weapons with specific abilities, mods, and stats. So they're, they're putting a lot more personalization options into weapon customization. Just I um, just hope
0: they don't make so the one gripe I had when they started doing that was they made um they made shaders and I hate hated that. So I hope they just throw that out and go back to the way yeah. it used to be.
1: Uh so here's the timeline we're looking at. So September 10th is going to start us off. It's gonna be the season of the lost. I think they said it's campaign 15 or 17, something like that. Uh, Or season, I should say. Excuse me. Um, So Season of the Lost is going to set the stage for the Witch Queen. And then we have Bungie's 30th anniversary. So they're doing some free events. It's going to be called Dares of Eternity. They're also doing a purchasable pack of cosmetics. There's going to be a new exotic weapon. And they're also bringing back the infamous Loot Cave Dungeon and Rocket Launcher. So that's, you know, if you're an OG Destiny player, you'll know what those things are. They're
0: bringing back the Galahorn.
1: Oh gosh! It's gonna be. I'm. I'm kind of looking forward to that. I kind of want to dabble in that a little bit again, for old time's sake.
0: We got it. Yeah, we can play it. Yeah,
1: (laughs) and then yes. (laughs) Uh, And then following that, we'll have the Witch Queen season coming out February of 2022. And then they actually also announced beyond the Witch Queen, they're looking at the next major expansion called Lightfall, and, and then the final shape which will be their dramatic conclusion to all of this that's been going on over the last 10 years, which is wild. Yeah, so is. they have a roadmap for us or for Tom mainly so, yeah. hit, me. hit hit <laughs> him with it. That's kind of exciting.
0: Uh, something interesting I saw uh, from this, from this bungee stream was that now enemies can use the light, which has been your main weapon. Hmm is being able to use the light against the darkness and somehow we don't know yet. The these enemies are now able to use the light so they have powers like you do. Like they have they have ability to lead you just crazy.
2: Is is Destiny just Kingdom Hearts?
0: No, it's not. No, Kingdom Hearts is way more convoluted. Okay. It's not it's not nearly as convoluted. Granted there's a lot of lore, but the lore makes sense. It's, it's not I, like like Kingdom Hearts where they just decided they were gonna make all this lore and none of it connects to each other and none of it makes any sense.
2: i bit more of the light in the darkness thing.
0: Oh that well not really that either because the the light is what keeps um keeps the guardians alive. If they didn't have the light they would die, which is spoiler warning for anybody who hasn't played Destiny two, it's the reason Cade Six dies is cause his his uh what the hell are those things called? His, he lost his smile. No, his little uh, <laughs> his little companion gets destroyed. Yeah, yeah. His ghost. Or, his no, ghost. It's ghost. Gets destroyed. Yeah. Yes, your ghost is correct. His ghost gets destroyed, which is the thing that can bring him back to life. So, and he no without the ghost and the light, he can no longer live. So that's if he dies rather. So, and that's what happened. That's the main point of the whole beginning of Destiny Two is that you've lost the light and you got to get it back. So. It's interesting that the, oppos- the opposition went. Yeah, that's kind of
1: cool. Um, well, to wrap up the news, I figured this would be a good time to talk about some other new things that came out that were announced at GameCom that are uh, coming to Game Pass. So uh, we talked about this briefly off-stream, Forza Horizon 5. Um, we got a look at new gameplay and some cover cars that's coming out November 9th. So I'm I'm looking forward to that game. It looks really good. I know we were talking about this. I know it Tom obviously totally
0: don't. co-op yeah. it because that's the beauty of that game is you can co-op yep. uh, for- Forza.
1: That's awesome. Um my favorite announcement, Back for Blood will be coming out day 1 for PC players on Game Pass. So that's awesome. We'll be playing um, that too. Yes. Then we are getting Age of Empires 4 uh, on the PC. Into the pit yep. for PC and console. Did you want to say something about Age of Empires? I know you like that game. Yeah, right?
2: I was just saying. Yep, I'm looking to see if it'll actually be a game that's good since they haven't put one out since two.
1: Yeah, um, we had Into the Pit uh, for PC and console, Crusaders Kings Three for PC and console, wow. Psychonauts Two for both, uh, The Gunk for both, Ooh, and the then gunk. what? The Gunk. The Gunk.
2: Such a good name.
1: It's um, it's great, and then they also announced ten humble indie games, which will be available on day one as well. Um, And then they also announced a few updates and DLC that we're getting. So um, I know Microsoft Flight Sim is getting major updates, which I know there's a cult following behind that game. So I'm sure that's exciting for those players. Uh, Excited air racing. There's air racing. That's cool. Yeah,
0: like it's 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 if you've ever watched on television, it. It doesn't do it justice. If you see yeah. air racing in person, it's like the craziest thing you've ever seen. Watching God, no. dudes fly yeah. super fast through pylons that's, without hitting very them.
1: very <laughs> scary. I don't know if I'd be able to handle watching that live.
0: <laughs> it's pretty awesome.
1: Yeah. Well, that's cool. Um, we have State of k Tomb coming, Borderlands 3 themed Making Mayhem update in Sea of Thieves, and Wasteland 3's Cult of the Holy Detonation. So... Those were some, um, I guess, bullet points from Gamescom. I don't know if I missed anything that you guys wanted to mention as well that you found exciting.
0: I, you covered pretty much everything I'm looking forward yeah. to. I mean, I Mark.
2: I'm interested in the, uh, um, see if the Call of Duty multiplayer is good because, you know, the Modern Warfare 1 is starting to get to the point where cheaters are all over the place.
1: Mm-hmm. Um,
2: so it's not as fun anymore.
1: So many cheaters. Um, I heard about that.
2: Yeah, so... Um, but it's World War Two guns and anyway. But Laura Bailey's in the campaign, so yay! Hey, I guess there you go. Um, yeah, there was a there's a Durgan game that I saw on, on the uh, opening night live, Jen, mm-hmm. If you want to try and figure that it out, lo- um, it looks I like it,
0: it looks like Panzer Dragoon. Yeah, yeah, it there's there's like a Durgan a game spiritual sequel.
2: And I am definitely checking out dope dope dopev or dopev. That Tom, I don't know if you saw that really cute game that was uh
0: like insane is that like the pokemon mmo sort of thing
2: thing? yeah (laughs) that was at the end of opening night live yeah yeah it was like i was like what is this game um but yeah yeah that that's the only other games outside of that um that i'm looking forward to um yeah it was just gamescom was fine you know i i want to say one thing before we um you know, move on. And I think you guys may share the same opinion. I have a feeling that if the ESA doesn't get its shit together, I think Jeff Keighley basically going to have E3 in June. Like his, like his thing is going to be E3
0: from here on out. Yeah. I'm, because he's, he's pretty much taken over everything at this point. Anyway, he's, he's the only person that people trust at this point. Yeah. So, yeah.
2: And, and the shows are fine. I mean, he's as neutral as he can be. I mean, he is basically, kojima's best friend so, yeah, so you take th- some of that stuff with a grain of salt he's but
0: stand for kojima, kojima but other than that he's fine
2: but he also what there was one game oh when you saw about jet and he basically made that political comment where it was like jet is about a game where resources are being drained away and the climate is getting bad he's like oop, a little too close to home um <laughs> which <laughs> goddamn jeff um but yeah yeah so i think i think if the esa doesn't get its shit together and the companies. Because uh, from what I've heard of how his thing works is they pay a certain amount of money to be on his show. And, you know, it comes back great, you know, to get a spot in either the Game Awards or these things he does. Um, because you can have every, every system on one show. Like, it's not segregated. And they can have their own things if they want to have their own special things at other times of the year. But I think he's going to be taken... Yeah, he's it's going to be Jeff Keeley stuff because he's, you know, some down pat for everything and getting sponsorships and also, And I'm kind of glad, because it it, it seems like a good show. Um, it's not as boring as some of the, you know, hour and a half, two hour, you know, uh, brand only press conferences can get, um, just because he's an entertaining host. Um, but yeah, that's what that's why I liked about Opening Night Live, and just to let you know, if the uh, update for Death Stranding, because they're adding, like, Story stuff and like a racing circuit um, to the game. GTA, Uh, yeah, basically (laughs) making it GTA. Um, If it's a free upgrade on PS5, I will check it out. But if I have to pay anything, even if it's like ten bucks, like FF, like a remake or something else, was that I had to pay ten dollars for? I'm not going to do it. But that was the only other game that would that I would even have, you know, uh, that's coming out this year that I'm looking forward to. But um, I recommend anybody out there if they just want to go find that opening night live press conference, it does a really good job to get you hyped for a whole bunch of games and uh, showing things that you probably didn't even know about or think about or seeing in a larger, you know, you know more, like, gameplay of something. Um, it's probably probably one of the best shows for that type of stuff that I've seen since the uh, that really wholesome, the wholesome cast or whatever that was around E3, um, where it was like a Every game was like, oh, hmm," as I went through. So yeah, it's on that.
0: All right. Uh, Does that do it for the news, Jen?
1: That wraps up our news for this podcast.
0: Okay. Well, then it's time to get to our main topic, which is we, after the whole debacle with 12 minutes, uh, Jen got to thinking and, and thought, well, what's the actual most shocking twist in a video game? And we decided we're going to decide on this podcast. What is the most shocking twist in a video game? We've we've compiled a list. Each of us has three entries, and we're going to have them battle to the death. Uh, so, Jen, since this was your your topic, why don't you go first?
1: Okay, I'm torn on which one I should open with, but <laughs> so I guess
0: the least obvious to most obvious, least or obvious both, to or most, most obvious, obvious to least obvious.
1: Okay, so I'll start with the mo- most obvious one, and this could be that. One of you are also picked, but maybe not, because when I was telling it to Dan, he was like, oh, I wouldn't have thought of that. So whatever. I think uh, that the um, Samus's reveal in Metroid was when I'm thinking of shocking video game twists or moments, I always think of this that was um, the first the, one. Yes. This was like the big, huge like what at the end of the original Metroid game. When you hadn't gotten any idea of who was inside the suit the entire game, you know, but the moment when you get back to the ship and Samus takes off the helmet to reveal the the player had been playing as this badass female character the entire time is huge. Especially at this time, you know, a majority of games featured main uh, main male leads. So I think Samus is one of the most one of the most iconic characters in video game history and helped pave the way for more iconic strong female characters to now appear in video games as the lead. I so, totally agree. So, yeah. I had to go with this one, she's awesome, she's badass and I I just think it's so it's so great that they chose to make her a girl and then have it be revealed at the end of the game like, hey, you know this game that you've been logging all these hours into and you got frustrated and now like your life's complete cuz you beat it. She's a girl. Like, mic drop, awesome.
0: I also so. think this one doesn't get as much love because everybody now knows that Samus is a, a girl, that yeah. they don't, it's not as, it doesn't seem like as big of a surprise, but you have to put yourself in the mindset. 1986, 1987, whatever year Metroid came out.
1: Yes, exactly.
0: There were no women protagonists in, like, action movies or action game and video games, period. Uh, so it was It was very surprising to see. And if you never finished the game, you would never know. It was like a special thing for people who finished the game. And I I thought it was pretty awesome. Yeah. Also, uh, before we go too much further, there's going to be spoilers for every game we're talking about. Oh, yes.
1: This is all spoilers. (laughs) This is
0: major spoiler territory. So if there is a game that we start talking about, flip ahead about 30 to 30 seconds to a minute. (laughs) Exactly. All right. What's number two?
1: Oh, for me again? Okay. So my number two... My number two is going to be Silent Hill 2, which I'm not sure if either of you played.
2: Um, um, For me, dog.
1: And Mark, you said yes? Yes. Okay. So I'll explain it a little bit then. So the game starts out, you're playing as this guy, James. He arrives in Silent Hill, and he, after receiving a really strange letter from his wife, who was presumed dead, telling him that she's waiting for him in their special place so his purpose is to get there to rescue her to find her you go through this storyline that's just like laden with pain and guilt and obviously terror (laughs) and in the end you find out this whole time you've been playing as this guy james he actually killed his wife and the letter from the start of the game was a blank piece of paper you realize that he was driven crazy from his guilt of killing his wife and everything you experience in the game as him is this manifestation into reality for him so the town of Silent Hill exists to him as his like punishment essentially it's crazy it gives me goosebumps if I think about it still yeah. it's such a twist um, Oh, Um it's so good if you guys haven't played Silent Hill 2 obviously I just ruined it for you but it's still worth the playthrough yeah. just to see how it plays and to, out to be and, fair
0: and- these games are all like 20 years old
1: yeah that's true so (laughs) at least these first two from me
0: (laughs) well I think all of ours are gonna be that old
1: I I have
2: a more recent one
1: I do too sort of sort of actually no mine's like 15 years old too it just makes me feel really terrible about myself (laughs) but yeah um, I also read a fan theory because there's like entities in the game that are like really sexualized and somebody made a point like like, oh, now these things that he's seeing is, you know, in his visions, these overly sexual, you know, entities or, you know, creepy things. It kind of makes sense because this is him thinking about his wife and what he did and all this stuff from his dark past. And I'm like, whoa.
0: Whoa, man.
1: <laughs> whoa, man. So, yeah, I had to I had to mention Silent Hill 2 in there because that was just a, a really wild twist that I think about every once in a while. I just I love it um
0: what's 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 the most shocking one you got
1: and then so i i wasn't sure if i wanted to pick this one or my other one which i'll mention briefly as an honorable mention it won't be included in our competition um but i went with red dead redemption the conclusion um so in this game you're playing as john marston he made a deal with the u.s government agents who were holding his family hostage they were going to set them free if he took down his former gang So in the end, you complete the agreement, which is really sad because, you know, you have this moment with your former leader and he does it. The soldiers kill up, uh, show up, and they reveal that they're actually going to kill Marcin and they were just using him the entire time. So he winds up making this really tough decision. He sends his family away and he makes this last stand against the U.S. government and he's killed defending his family and like knowing it's very gut wrenching, knowing that he still got his wish in the end for his family's freedom, but it's still so tragic because he he had to die for it to happen. Um, I'm going to give so a like, hot I was obs- take once
0: you're done. Yes, so- yes, that's true, too. So go ahead. Keep going. Um,
1: I remember I was obsessed with this game when it came out, and I, I put so much time into it. And then when I got to that, I was just like, no, they can't do this to us. But they did it and uh so and it was good
0: in my opinion this is a mm-hmm. hot take mm-hmm. it ruined the game
1: yeah
0: in my opinion it ruined the game like, like you the point of this game redemption, is redde- yeah. <laughs> redemption you're supposed to be redeeming well, your the character dead's in there too you, well yeah but you go through all of this trouble right to yeah to get on the straight and narrow and bring in your 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 crew. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, you know what? Matt, we're just not, we don't care. We're just gonna kill yeah. you anyway.
1: Like this Yeah, I not- mean it's it's realistic from that aspect kind of. <laughs> if you think about I know,
0: it. but at the same time, it's like, man, the this whole thing was a waste of time.
1: It's sad. It's so sad. It's a terrible twist. It's a good twist, but a terrible twist, you know?
0: It's shocking, but yeah. I don't like it.
1: Yeah. I mean, I appreciated it for what it like it like I said, it was realistic in the sense we're like, well, yeah, they're not gonna let him go because, you know. They, like, they I, want to eliminate them all and, like, you know, they were using we him.
0: Just arrested him again. I would think I would have been better off with that.
1: Like you can never leave. You're always going to be our, our yeah. prisoner kind of thing.
0: Yeah, exactly. The fact that just killed him like a dog in the street. It was like, yeah. why, why, why did we go through all this effort for this to happen?
1: Yeah, it's sad. I think he still, I mean, he still redeemed himself in the end, you know, like, I mean, the redemption was there. He I don't, just I don't lost know. Lost his life saving his family. I
0: don't know that. I don't know. The, I don't
1: know. <laughs> <laughs> it, it's a yeah. It's a. Uh, it it's still like I know. I I've heard you know and read people talking about this, and it's still something that bothers people. Clearly, yeah. it didn't. It's, it's just uh, the it whole thing
0: didn't sit well with. It.
1: Yeah, I get that. Um, and then just really briefly, I was going back and forth between this and Bioshock. Um, okay. and I went with Red Dead just because. Because you know it was a bit more, the emotions were heavier. I feel like in Red Dead, right. but I, Bioshock, you know, you were being controlled the whole time and didn't know it. So that was I like, would say that, that the Red cool Dead too.
0: is is more more of a yeah. shocking thing.
1: That's why I went with Red Dead instead of Bioshock, but I had to mention Bioshock just because I you know I love that game series and I had to mention it because that's another big one that I feel like a lot of people were uh, yep. into.
2: All right, Mark. Yeah, what you got so I will go more in terms. Terms of, of uh, age than um, shock. So I've spoken about this one many times, um, just because it's something that was never really done before on a, a popular scale. But the uh, twist that occurs halfway through Final Fantasy VI, um, um, when the bad guy actually wins um, and gets what he Honestly, wants,
0: that's probably like one of the most shocking things I've ever yeah. heard happening in a video. Is yeah. the bad the bad guy won?
2: Yeah, he, that doesn't he, happen
0: he a lot. his goal.
2: Yep, he accomplished his goal, and then basically the second half of the game is you recovering your party and then going and killing, you know, the big bad. Um, uh, but yeah, it was one of those like, no, nah, this is gonna happen. We're gonna do something, and then it happens, and the world is destroyed. Um, world of ruin, which is the second half of the game. Um, that was one of the first ones, you know, because I didn't find out about that twist while playing until I played it. Um. You know, because I played through six around a time, you know, before the Internet was big into going, oh, you know, you've heard about this thing with six and, um, you know, and Kafka is such a bastard um, in that movie or in that game. One, one, of, one of the best villains um, in video games. But, yeah, so that is my first one. Um, I think just the significance of that in a, in an RPG um, up to that point, made it a really, really popular one for me. Um, the second one is more of a uh, a twist um that occurs uh, half like a little bit before um, the actual end of the game, so not like one of those M Night Shyamalan twists um, that are like right at the end of the movie. Um, and that is the uh, original Walking Dead, the Telltale game, um, when the character you've been playing the whole time, Lee. Um, gets bit, and you realize that he is slowly turning into a zombie.
1: Damn.
2: Um, And then, yeah, like I said, spoilers, so anybody out there.
0: Yeah, this, I guess, is all
2: spoilers. So you have to end the game with, um, I don't know, because I actually did it. I don't know if you can just walk away. But he handcuffs himself to a radiator, and then he hands um, Clementine his gun and tells him to, like, you know, basically put him out of his suffering. He doesn't want to turn. Um, so you get the choice to shoot him, Um, and you're like a 10 year old girl, you know, Uh, that this guy has basically been your father for five episodes of this game. Um, he's also kind of a bad guy. I think he like killed his wife or something. And I forget the very opening of the game. So it's a little redemption arc. And then you have this end. So yeah, the fact that they actually did that with the main character, um, of the game, um, and actually killed him off, which, which was pretty, pretty good twist for me um because i did not see it coming um i thought there was going to be a way to save them and then that was going to be how you learned how to stop the zombie outbreak you know one of those things um but yeah they just let you kill them let them turn into a zombie um whichever way you wanted to go with it um and then um my number one um is uh the last time playing a game where i actually put my hand on my head and was like, oh, shit, uh, was the very end of Oxenfree, um, the original game, which is why I'm so excited for the first game uh, or, the, or the second game. I'm sorry. That's coming out um, to see what they do to continue this um, of 2021, where there are um, games whose mechanics are time loops. Um, you find out at the end of this game that the time basically resets. At the end, it does a little rewind and it's like, oh, we're on off to the island, you know, again at the beginning. And I was like, wait, what? I remember,
0: like, I remember watching you... you play that live. Yeah. I saw the live reaction. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know,
2: like, shit. that's why it was my game of the year that year. Um, cause the whole game's great. And why I really wanted After Party to be better than it was, because um, Night School is pretty good at those types of games. So it wasn't as good as, as Oxenfree. Um, but yeah, that, that twist there where it basically just resets itself is, is kind of amazing. Um, yeah, I'm hoping to add a couple of these to this year's, um, you know, uh, the time loop games that are coming out this year, maybe they'll have some good mechanics that maybe they'll add to a list next time we do this. Um, but those are the three that, that always stick out in my mind and I constantly mention and, and praise and, um. Yeah. And, uh, and I mention going to, uh, when you beat, uh, uh, the first level of Super Mario Brothers and you find out that the princess is in another castle.
0: <laughs> okay. <laughs> what do you got, Tom? Uh, all right. So one of mine is going to be super obvious. Uh, uh, I guess I'll get that one out of the way first. For those of you who have not played Final Fantasy seven yeah. uh, please look away, li- listen to something else. Uh, so someone you have in your party for, Pretty much the whole game, because they're supposed to be the love interest of your character, uh, is killed. What's that?
2: I thought you were going somewhere else in in the game.
0: No, no. Yeah. Uh, So, someone that in the main party almost the whole time ends up getting killed, and there's no way you can save them. There's nothing you can do to bring them back. uh, And that is Aerith. uh, (gasps) And. it's one of those that everybody knows about Final yeah. Fantasy 7. I knew about if this can...
1: before I even played the game, like yeah. long before.
0: It was like the first like spoiler thing I had ever heard. Yeah, Granted, I think I... so. Granted, I had beaten the game at that point already, but it still was one of those big spoiler things. And I think it was, I mean, I remember being really upset about it and it was a really big shock and you did not see it coming. And it was a super big twist that the character that you thought was going to be the love interest for the whole dies half through and there's no way to bring them back and it ends up playing into the story why she died but at the time you don't care you're like why why did she have to die you why didn't you just give her a phoenix down you know it it was just like one of those one of those things as a kid where you just didn't understand and it was uh and it sucked uh but it ends up you know working out but yeah that was that was like the big one um So one of the more. Can I, what I thought
2: you were going to say in that game, Um, the and cover your ears, Jen,
0: Um, but the whole fact that uh, cloud wasn't really a soldier. That's a pretty good twist too. I mean, there's a couple of pretty good twists, but that's the one that the first one, I feel like the big one.
2: Yeah, no, I know that's the big moment, everybody, but you know,
0: but yeah, no. Yeah. I, I, yeah, that's a very big twist in that game too. Yeah. So, okay. Continue. So I'm going to spoil the most recent game i think out of any of them and that's fallout 4 okay. uh, you guys have both played fallout 4 correct
1: yes
2: yes that's the uh, uh community building simulator where i can make yep. my power armors line up like iron man suits
1: right <laughs> yes exactly nothing more than so that. in
0: fallout 4 you're on a quest to find your son because he's taken from you while you're in hypersleep or whatever they call it i forget mm-hmm. what they call it cryosleep or something of that nature uh and, and you're, the whole quest is about finding your son, and you eventually run into this group of people called the Institute, who are kind of the kind of the uh, the bad guys of the story. It yeah. depends who you side with. You can side with anybody, really. But it turns out that your son is the leader of this this group of people, who, in my opinion, weren't the best group of people, and I did not side with them. Most people that I know did not. Stand take their side and they took a different a different side. I,
2: I mean I mainly so, sided with whatever the uh our robot film noir detective wanted us to side with.
0: <laughs> <That> was, <laughs> I think that was the uh the the railroad the railroad. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So I, I was all in on our film noir detective robot.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah I was all in on the robots man. Give the robots some love, which is why I didn't go with the instant. Uh but, but yeah. So your son is basically the big bad of the game pretty big I I would say and uh last but not least I'm surprised that nobody nobody mentioned this one especially Jen it's the original Halo and the fact mm. that the real enemy is the flood because yeah, that's you, a good one. the whole game you're just fighting aliens you have no idea what this flood thing is until you get onto Halo and all of us by zombie zombie marines and zombie uh elites and stuff and you have no idea what this thing is and you find out that the flood is the real enemy of the game and you have to destroy the flood by destroying the universe basically. Uh and you know it it was a at the time I I was like, what is it? Why am I not fighting aliens? I thought that was the whole point of Halo. And they reveal that the Flood are the the in, invading force that you need to feed. So and that turns out to be kind of the theme of all of the games up until four I think the flood is not in four and five so uh, I thought that was a really really good twist as well because you didn't really see that coming mm-hmm. all of a sudden you're playing a zombie game <laughs> Surprise. yeah and then that just becomes a uh a trope after that exactly most of these things became tropes that we're talking about now
2: I still think uh, I, I'll defend the Final Fantasy six thing because I don't think that rarely I don't think that ever really happens I again. think in the way it happens, I think in that people game. didn't like it, yeah.
0: <laughs> I mean, Terminator, right? Terminator is about the only different, the only time that happens, yeah. But yeah, all right, let's let's pair these down and try to find the best one.
1: Oh, this is gonna be hard,
0: it's gonna be very difficult.
1: <laughs> I, they're so different, you know.
0: I gotta go, well, at least Marks, I gotta go with Kevka, I gotta go with Final Fantasy, yeah. yeah. I think yeah, I that think would
2: be, yeah, that would be my choice on there too. Um, as much as and and the oxen free one is a close second, um, just because that at no point did that game hint that there was a, a time loop or a time travel mechanic um, to it. Um, the Walking Dead one was just one of the first games that I cried playing um, yeah. at that moment. So maybe that was just more emotion that makes me think of that one. Um, but yeah, the the Final Fantasy VI thing is. You know, it, it was it was such out of, not out of, well, kind of out of left field, but, you know, it was well, such in, a thing that Japanese developers would never do.
0: I would say it's out of left field, because in the beginning of the game, Kefka is just like this doofus that yeah. you don't take seriously, and then all of a sudden he yeah. blows up the world.
2: Yeah, I meant the idea that a Japanese developer would allow uh, the villain to succeed at any point. Gotcha. You know, at least back then, it was like... No, you know, Bowser never wins, you know, sort of, yep. sort of thing. Um, but yeah, that would be my choice to move on to our final. Dan, yep. what
0: what what would you pick out of Mark's?
1: I think I, I agree with you guys on that. I was thinking about it before, which one? Because you, you picked three really good ones, Mark. But I feel like that one, you're talking about destroying a world. Like, it's not just like he got away with something and then got him back. Like, the he, he got away with. Worldwide murder. So, yeah, that's pretty. That's a pretty big risk that they took with that, and it, that's a huge plot twist. So, I gotta yeah. say that that's definitely the 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 top out of the three yeah. that you mentioned. And the
2: closest parallel that I just um that I just um thought of um while sitting here is it's kind of like the end of Infinity War. Yeah. You know,
0: yeah. Where... War. Yeah.
1: Right. Right. You yeah. know,
2: and you you essentially do the same thing uh, except. You're not winning by traveling back in time or anything, but you know, you essentially you're all split up. You got to get the gang back together to win, um, is essentially what the second half of Final Fantasy 6 is, and kind of what Endgame is, um, if you're narrowing it down to its very base, um, story. Um, but yeah, yeah, so I'm glad that you guys both agree mm-hmm. on that.
0: Yeah. All right. Let's let's go with Jen's. Jen, uh, Mark, what do you think of Jen's picks?
2: I, I think the Silent Hill 2 one is my choice because that was. Another one of those games, that might have been one of the first twists that I played. I don't know if I beat that before or after 6. It was right around the same time. Because I would play those games with my sister. um, You know, doing the me play, she watch and scream at me. um, Sort of playthrough of of the first two Resident Evils and the first three Silent Hills. Um, Yeah, that whole manifestation was... You know really good storytelling um at least for that time period um you probably go back to it today and you could probably figure it out you know you see something um uh what's called um that would hint at that earlier right you know that made it way more obvious like the like the whole going back in sixth sense and and knowing and seeing the signs that bruce willis was dead um the
1: whole time (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm we're we're in spoiler territory. I'm going to spoil everything. I know, I know. Um but um yeah, so essentially, you know, that that's 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 what I liked about that game and it was such a different type of storytelling than the first game. Um yeah. which is why I think I enjoyed it. I'm a little more than that first game. Um you know, and then the third game is where it starts slightly going off the rails and um because they, they fall into the Metal Gear trap of it just needs to be crazier and crazier. Mm um as we go but um yeah that would be my choice i don't know tom
0: uh, i i gotta go with red dead it was okay. out of so out of left field that I, it still bothers me <laughs> to this day so uh yeah and it i'm so glad they went back to the beginning with red dead 2 and you got to see that that crew become what it is okay. so, but uh, i was i was very upset because that's one of those games that you wish had a sequel. You just had so much fun in it. So they had to literally go back to the beginning because they couldn't do anything else with it. Yeah. But yeah, that, that'd yeah. be my pick. So Jen, you're the tiebreaker.
1: Ah, I was hoping this wouldn't I, happen.
2: Yeah, I will say one thing about um, uh, the Red Dead thing. I started to get my suspicions of where it was going once that whole working the ranch thing was taking way too long um, before you saw credits.
0: Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, but maybe that's just me going, this is way too much to be the end of the game. Like, this, this seems like a after the credits roll, you can go back right. and do that, not actual end of the game. So, but, but they're both good choices. I'll let Jen decide. Yeah.
1: I think it's, it's really tough for me to choose between the three of them. I would probably go with Red Dead as well, honestly. Um, just because, like Tom said, it's just such like a, it's like such a bittersweet twist like you hate it but you love it kind of because it's like oh they got me they got me good um and yeah i poured so much time into that game and love and and then to have that happen was like i said you you hate to see it but you also respect it like they went there so i'm gonna go with red dead as as the one that moves forward
0: cool what do you you guys think of my my picks i'm interested to Well, I'm
1: not surprised you uh, mentioned Aerith.
0: (laughs) I mean, why (laughs) Um, why wouldn't you be surprised?
1: Yeah, I'd be pretty dumb. I wouldn't know you at all if I didn't (laughs) expect that one. Um, Yeah, I mean,
2: I I would choose Aerith, too, because that was the first twist I've ever had in a video game. Yeah, that's Um, that's huge. So, yeah, it was the first time that I'm like, wait, you can do that? (sighs) You know, sort of not knowing that the previous game had done something even worse. Right. in terms of a, a, a twist, but um, yeah, that whole game has multiple twists as we were talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, that's just really good. Um, uh, at some point, it, it starts to border on the shyamalan territory <laughs> where there are too many a lot twists
0: of twist in that game. I will give <laughs> um, you, um,
2: yeah, like, yeah, full spoilers, and maybe Jen will forget them at some point when she starts playing the game again. Um, but like the whole thing where the you know cat person thing is actually um, one of the Shinra executives oh, I'll never um, forget that um, <laughs> you know the whole he, you know you know the betrayal over the black materia yeah. um, there's a there's a lot yeah.
0: I which which makes me excited for what they're gonna do in the remake, remake
2: cause... yeah because they're gonna all that stuff's gonna happen it's just not gonna happen where it happened if that sentence makes sense.
0: Yeah. I yeah. You're gonna mix
2: it up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So you guys are both saying Aerith then?
2: Yeah, definitely Aerith. So yeah. Yeah. The and the final thought on remake is I think that moment is gonna happen, but I think in remake, and this is my prediction, and we can you can cut this out, Tom, and save it. Um I think that moment's gonna happen and instead of it actually happening, um, it's either gonna be one of those things where Cloud is gonna block it or he's gonna take the sword.
1: You think so? You know,
2: you know they're know gonna, they're well. He might not die, but you know, I don't know, you know he'll, you know, but she'll die later um, in the game. But you know, in that moment where everyone's like, "Oh, well, this is where she's gonna die." Here we go. Oh, she's kneeling in the pool at the city. What right. was, um, you know. Oh, here it goes. Here it comes Sephiroth down, and then something is gonna happen. Um, and then she's gonna die at some other point later. Um, you know. And then, and then they got to settle the whole Zach thing in um, that game that could tie into when she dies. And, you know, the era if we play may never die because it's a different timeline era. And God, Remake is going <laughs> to be amazing. Uh. All
0: right. So we got it narrowed down to three then. Uh, so we got two Final Fantasies yeah, and, and Red Dead Redemption. Or John
1: Marston has to go up against Final Fantasy now. Yeah, <laughs> two, <laughs> yeah, the,
2: the two final fantasies that came out one after the other, too,
0: right?
1: Yeah.
0: right. So. I mean, there's a good twist in a few final well, fantasies, well but
2: we have the man made twist in eight, right? I, I've said this to you before, right? Um, at least the to time I've said it, yeah, um, where basically, uh, Squall, um, di- what is it, he dies in at the end of the first disc, and the rest of it is just.
0: Like, right. It's just it's just it's just his uh his a dream con- or something like that. Right.
1: Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: It, it doesn't really happen. And because because for those of you that played eight and as much as I shit on that g- game um, because it's a zoo. But um, that whole game changes in this two, three and four. Like it just becomes bad shit <laughs> in, in the things that happen in it and not in a good way like seven does. Um, But it's just like, wait, that um since we're in main spoiler territories, Wait, they all went to the same orphanage together? But they're the mother of the orphanage is being possessed by a great old witch? What? Okay. Yeah,
0: it's <laughs> a little ridiculous. Yeah, there. it's like
2: this has to be a dream. And speaking of dreams, Final Fantasy uh, 10. so going I, on, which one is going to win?
0: Uh I don't. This is tough. Um, yeah, this is hard. I guess if I got to pick Erith. What? I pick Aerith. You pick Aerith really? We
1: basically yeah. have to break it down. We have world like a world comes to an end like destroying a world, right? yeah Destroying the love interest. Yeah,
0: you're very you're very connected to. Yeah. Not
1: your soulmate.
2: Yeah. That's why that's why I'm picking that one. Because here's the thing. The twist with the six, which I love and defend and is probably, you know, my personal, you know, favorite of, of it. But just the idea any um where they pump up a character so much and then kill it kill her at the end of the first disc not like not like the end of the second disc which is like leading into the final like she dies and then that's why you go to the final battle you know sort of thing which is i think happened in other games um but the fact that the first disc ends with that
0: moment um well, is I, I, something i should say not only does that happen but then you have a boss battle immediately. Uh, yeah. And like, then you they snowboard word even... afterwards. <laughs> no, but I mean, like she she dies, and then the battle music starts. Yeah. Like, yep. you don't you don't get a chance to like take it in. You have you're like sobbing while trying to beat this ridiculous <laughs> boss. So yeah,
1: yeah I, they wanted I, the emotions to be there. You know, yeah, you're I, reeling from it while you're trying yeah, to. And
2: it's it's and it's not telegraphic, at least with the uh, Kefka destroying the world ending, uh, or not ending, but that moment, that twist, they're telling you about that throughout the entire first half of that, that game. Right. Like, this is going to happen. He's going to do this. This is his plan. He's going to blow up the world. And you're like, yeah. no, no, we're going to stop him. That, but, though. you know, sure, we'll get it. And it happens. With this, this comes out of basically nowhere. I mean, when you go back and play a second time, you can read into some of the stories about, you know, like, you know, why that happens. Yeah. But playing through it the first time, you don't see it coming. No. It's the definition of a twist. Yeah. Um. Because sure. they're not going to kill off a party member, you know. And then you lose you lose the equipment she has. I believe you. Lo- I believe you lose the materia that she has on her.
0: You lose the materia and the armor yeah. she's wearing. And I, yeah, the only thing that comes back, I think, is the like accessory. Yeah. I think that's it. And you
2: don't okay. know that going in. So if you give her really high armor or really good materia, you're shit out yep. of luck.
0: It's gone. It's yeah. it's gone with her. It's sunk to the bottom of whatever lake that is. That's <laughs> yep. a mile deep. Yeah, but so yeah. that's
2: my choice. I don't know if,
0: if one wanna... I'm gonna let Joe and I okay. will be the <laughs> I
1: was gonna say I can't be the tiebreaker twice. <laughs> um this is tough. I think I think I'm gonna go with Aerith too, because I'm just I I'm remembering when when I heard the I heard the spoilers of of Aerith dying before I played the game. So that just shows you the kind of ripple effect this had on people in, in the gaming world. Um, and as you guys said like this was something that probably was one of the first times it was ever done where you know they set you up where you know this is the the main character's love interest like they're you know they love each other so much and she's just such a sweet, innocent character and why would, you know, why would she die? There's no way. And then they, they kill her and then you think she's going to come back. Like, why can't we just do this? Why can't we save her? Blah, blah, blah. Maybe you continue on thinking like, oh, they're going to have a twist and bring her back kind of thing. And I, it was just such like a big, sh- um, that I heard about it and I hadn't even played the game yet. <laughs> and I know if you spoiled it for somebody that didn't somehow hear about it from somebody else, you were like dead to them. They would disown you like still to this day. Like we joke like spoiler alert when we talk about it, but I feel like there's somebody out there who still acts like you can't talk about it because <laughs> like a sacred twist. I'm so... sure.
0: I, I guarantee you people do. Yeah. And I'm sure someone will let us know about
1: it. <laughs> right. Like for bringing that as well. So yeah, I, as much as I loved and hated the red dead twist, I would say the Aerith one was, you know, the main,
0: well, I'm I'm glad that I didn't. I uh, let you guys pick this, and so this obvious. This is gonna be an obvious answer for everybody listening that knows me. It's gonna be Aerith because it's it. It was the first twist that really shocked me. Like I never played a game where something like that happened, and like it. You just it was very difficult to recover from because it was so out of left field, and you so were not ready for that it really caught you by surprise and it was i i think it's the definition of a twist yeah uh and i feel like games have really not even touched it since then i don't i don't know any games where you have any rpgs at least where you have a a very important character like that just just killed off i couldn't i can't think of one off the top of my head even on their final fantasies i can't think of one um yeah i
2: Yeah, and I only have an RPG sense, an honorable mention, but it's 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 just a thing that's been happening in the series so often that it's not really a shock um, is the twist in in Persona 5, um, you know, where you find out one of the, um, you know, uh, one of the characters. What's spoiler time? I'll say um, uh, the person's like the boy detective turns out to be basically part of the big evil, you know? but and but you don't know that, um, and then um and then they fig- yeah, they figure it out and show you the twist. But um, Persona's done that for each game. You know, there's a twist. Somebody's you know um, not who they seem to be. But even though that twist was pretty good, um, and the way they reveal how the characters figured it out before you did um, was pretty good. And the fact that the the character that turns on you. Um, heard morgana talking the cat the cat as in cat form and you could only hear that if you've been you know into the other world um so you know that that twist was pretty good that's sort of an honorable mention but um unlike the ones we mentioned here and especially the one that won um it's something that series has done throughout almost all the game so no matter how good the twist is you know it wasn't going to register and i think that's uh, I think that's why it being the first and that's why it impacted me and Tom so much in that sense. Uh, and, you know, and I guess led a bunch of Japanese developers. Maybe that's the reason all the Persona and Shigemi Tensei games have twists in them because of error.
0: It's very possible. I mean, it was a very... What's the word I'm looking for? It, it was a very monumental game. So stuff that happened after that, it it all became tropes because of Final Fantasy VII of Final Fantasy VI, So. It's uh, it's very interesting to see what happens yeah, and these days after the after all of this stuff has happened already.
2: Yeah, and each of the Final Fantasies going forward I try to have some kind of twist yeah. to it. You know, I can run through them. You know, 8 has that, you know, twist where they're all in the orphanage as kids and for some reason forget that. You know, um, 9 has the thing where um, you find out that, you know, uh, Zidane, you know, there's something with Zidane. I'm not going to spoil it for you, but um, you know, and ten, you know, has its twist. Ten, everybody that, knows the twist. You know, yeah. is that he's he's not real, um, he's a dream or whatever. And then apparently they retconned that in two, and X two. Um, somehow I forget. I only played that game once. Um, you know, and then and then twelve is a little more basic. Um, that's just the thing where you where it's an old fashioned political twist like, somebody turns on somebody in, like, a a royal family sort of thing. Um, So not anything out of the ordinary. 13, you find out that there's a whole other world below Cocoon um, that isn't as bad as people in Cocoon say it is. Um, And, you know, and then
0: 15, you know, has the twist at the very end. You could say that 15 does the same thing. Yeah. They do a very similar thing with the love interest, so... Yeah, it's uh, kind of which is kind of why I, I guess I liked 15 more than most people. Yeah, because it was kind of on the same wavelength as seven in that sense. Yeah, yeah. but and they kind of um,
2: they kind of they kind of make up for it differently in 15. Yeah. 15 actually does six and seven. I mean, the end of 15 is a world of ruin right. um, after the bad guy wins, essentially. Um, but not in the same sense that Kefka won. But um. Yeah, so, like, it seems like, like, six, they tested the waters, and it was like, eh, and then seven, it, like, took the world by storm, that twist, so they were like, hey, we gotta do this for every game,
0: <laughs> yep. hey,
2: let's, let's go ahead and do this, um, you know, that that's one of the reasons why I have to put it up there, as, you know, as number one, even though I, I left that to you, because I knew you were gonna nominate something from seven, um, but... Oh, it, I- it would have been my number one choice. So all
0: I could say is I'm glad that you guys picked it before. (laughs) I Because now it's not my fault. You cannot blame me for having this on this list and for it winning. So if you guys have any other, uh, any other interesting twists that you think that we missed, or we should have talked about, let us know on Twitter and we'd happy to be able to continue the conversation. I know. I will enjoy it. I'm sure these two will enjoy it as well. So on that note, it is time to move to our Retro Roulette game, which was Crazy 2 for the Sega Dreamcast. Now, Crazy Taxi was a a arcade game designed by Sega that was very popular in the late 90s. And it was brought home, and then it decided, oh, let's make a sequel. So this is the sequel to that game. Uh, some have seen me put on stream which I had a lot of fun with it. And uh, I'm interested to hear the two of you guys' uh, thoughts on the game because you're probably coming from very different places because Mark, I'm pretty sure, has played the game in the arcade, as have I. Yeah, the first and one. And Jen, I don't know if you've have if you've played Crazy Taxi at all.
1: Played it very briefly in arcades, never on console. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so
2: I would like to hear Jen's opinion since she's the one that probably most recently played this game.
1: I am so glad that we played GTA 2 before this game because this just made this game so much more refreshing to play after the shit driving in that yeah. game. Uh, so I really liked Crazy Taxi 2. I thought it was a lot of fun. Uh, it's simple. You know, you have your um, your four different taxi drivers that you can choose from. And I did the the, the regular rules where you just pick up as many passengers as you can and um, in the end, you get your your license score, whatever they call it. Um, I I just really appreciate the simplicity of the game. Like I said, it's not it's not you know convoluted or anything. It's very basic. Um, the thing that kind of confused me when I first started playing, I didn't realize what the controls were going to be, and I didn't notice that the drive and reverse buttons. I was hitting that by accident, so I kept like not going anywhere, and the game was yelling at. At me to get going and i'm like how the heck do you drive <laughs> once i figured out the controls which took me like 10 seconds then they, it was smooth sailing um i think the best the best that i did might have been like 1300 and like five passengers and i think i got a d um so i'm not amazing at it but it was enough fun for me to want to keep playing it like when we were waiting to to jump on to do this podcast i was playing it up until we were ready to go so I went back to it. I think it's a lot of fun. Um, I appreciate I appreciate how you're not really taking damage when you crash into everything because it's pretty hard to drive in that game, but it's in a fun way. Yep. I appreciate that it doesn't like hinder you ridiculously, where you're like, okay, you just ruined the car, game over, kind of thing. Like you bounce around and you knock things over and you drag phone booths into the street and you flip cars over by accident and people are screaming at you in the back seat it's just it's a silly goofy lighthearted game um it definitely has that arcade feel playing it you know on a console like i did you know you you could tell it was an arcade game at one point for sure um but yeah i had a lot of fun playing it i don't have have any complaints i love the music of course you couldn't play the dream i could appreciate it Playing it at home, listening to the music as I drove. And yeah, that's, I don't have too much more to say. It's just, it's a nice, it's a nice little game. Yeah.
0: yeah. I mean, something you don't really get now, nowadays is the bringing the arcade home. Yeah. That was a big true. deal in the 90s. Yeah. It, it's more the opposite now. Yeah. Now you go to the arcade to get that arcade experience. You don't bring it home. There's, yeah. no, there is no, because yeah. yeah. it's so powerful now that it doesn't, there's no. Yeah. I arcade. was, Go ahead.
2: Well, no, I was meaning more that they now have Guitar Hero.
0: Well,
2: yeah, they, yeah that too.
0: <laughs> but yeah, Mark, what what are yeah. your thoughts on Crazy Taxi Two yeah. coming from the arcade experience?
2: So, um, for Crazy Taxi Two, um, the main difference um, was that I don't know. It it didn't feel like a necessary sequel. Like there wasn't much in terms of putting it in a new location. Um, that really spiced it up Anyway, It just felt like the same game. Um, You know, well, there, being in New York rather than San Francisco. There was one
0: big addition that I figured out on stream. You can jump. Which, which was, this. you can jump now. You can make yeah. the car leap into the air. Yeah,
2: it, I didn't use that that much. Yeah, so I was, uh, outside of, you know, if you, you... I guess if you learn how to use that effectively, you can drive and get more fares. Yeah. Uh, maybe there's shortcuts you can jump to and all that. But... It just felt like the same game, um, and vastly inferior to the arcade version of these of this game. Um, yeah, it was just it was just driving around like Jen. I don't think I got over twenty five hundred. I think might have been my most or something in the two thousands. Um, and that's just because I kept doing the same level over, and I started to learn the map a bit. Um, mm-hmm. so, so I was able to get places faster. Um, to know not to make like a wrong turn, like yeah, Tom in the streams. Yeah, you know like, ended up like if you don't know the map you might make it to oh that arrow is pointing that way and you turn it to like a dead end alley yeah. or something like that yeah. um so, so once I started learning the map is when I started getting better so I'm gonna see it like it was my only game um you know I would get really good at it um but yeah I just think it, there was just something about the arcade um version of it um that was just so different and uh, Pure is probably the wrong word, but just was a lot better. And I will go to bat for the Dreamcast version over any other version that's ever been out there. Um, you know, of yeah, the I home agree. console yeah. version. Um, and also, it's one of the main reasons, um, you know, uh, it's one of the first games that the soundtrack um, is something I remember and can be set into a place in time if I hear songs from the soundtrack. Like, you give me any of those offspring songs, and I don't even have to know the name of it. It just gets to the chorus or whatever, where he goes, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, in the first game, and I instantly pick it up. Um, but yeah, basically, playing through this game, it just felt like the same. The challenge modes weren't, I did them once and then was like, this, I, maybe if, maybe if I was dedicated to this game, you know, um, and had nothing else to play, I might go through and try and get better at these. But yeah, it's essentially. It felt like they were like, hey... I, I'm curious, and Tom, I don't know if you had any information on this, but I didn't get the chance to look it up because I just thought of it. I wonder if they had they made a sequel for arcades or if this was just the console companies going, hey, we need to make a sequel because the other one made a boatload of money. Um, You know, uh, back then. Or if it was just, you know... I, I, I don't know where 2 came from. I honestly didn't remember there was a two until you we it won the thing um for the retro roulette um i had completely completely forgotten they made a sequel i
0: don't think they made a sequel in the arcade i think crazy taxi one was the only one yeah in in the arcade and then i think two three and then there were a couple other things yeah i I completely forgot there were sequels
2: to it so that just showed you how good they were um but yeah crazy taxi is crazy taxi it, it it it's the same type of game i like i like the idea of multiple stops saying that was a good addition i'll give it that um even though that was a pain in the balls cuz it basically just sent you back and forth on the map that's how they you know made it difficult to do multiple drop offs
0: but all right all right so i'm i'm going to get into yeah. it here so just the fact that there is a the the map itself playing this right after you're playing GTA two. Just the fact that you can get around the city better than that game blows my mind. Yeah. Shouldn't should not have difficult to get around that game. It it just kills me that it was so difficult. But yeah, the there's just every everything about this game is nostalgic to me because you you always knew about the offspring being in the game and it 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 just it made the atmosphere what it needed to be. Like the game would wouldn't be half as good without the offspring. That's just my that's one of my opinions. Exactly. Like if if you go a any of the ports like the PC port or the 360 port of the original game that has just like bog standard uh bog standard just like punk music, it's not the same as having the offspring. It's just the attitude. The attitude of the game is is great, and I I love it. And I could it's one of those games where you don't need to sit down and have to play it forever. If you, like, you if you have like 20 minutes, you're like, I'll throw on Crazy Taxi. You can have fun in that 20 minutes and be done. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that that's something that we don't really have anymore. I feel like games like that are now mobile games and it kind of sucks because like you, you go and play a game on your Xbox or your PlayStation. Generally, it's a long game that you're just picking up part of the story and then putting it back down. You don't really see arcade style games like this anymore. And it's kind of sad. i kind of long for the days of those games because it allows you to kind of turn your brain off and ha- have some fun with it and not have to worry about, oh, am I going to progress far enough in the story? Am I, do, do I have to worry about the X and Y and Z? No, you're just picking up people and dropping them off. Like this, Like this is like Mark's ideal game, I think.
2: Yeah. yeah, it's it's like I said, my only real complaint about it was that it, it there wasn't enough, enough difference, you know, outside of the jump button and the multiple drop that made me go, why would I play this game and not just the Dreamcast version, you know, of the first game? Yeah. If I just want to get that arcade uh, taxi, you know, game out of my system, you know, yep. that was my one real complaint with this game
0: yeah i get it yeah i mean i personally i feel like this game handles better the first game's really twitchy like this game's twitchy but that game's way harder to control in my um but yeah i mean uh, there's not much else you could say about this game so it might as well give it a score and move on to the next one so jen what score do you give crazy taxi 2
1: i'm gonna give this game a you're gonna hate me i'm gonna give it a 3.8 out of five I feel like it's just a little bit too simple for me to give it a solid four out of five, but I want to, but I'm not going to. Um, but yeah, I'm going to give it a 3.8. I like, did I, I agree? I think it's something that you can you can jump to for 20 minutes and play it. It doesn't take brain power, really. So you can kind of just relax and take a mental break. You don't have to commit to a storyline. You don't have to commit emotionally to this game. It's funny. It's humorous. It has great music. It's just a nice, chill game. There's no strings attached to it, so yeah.
2: All right, Mark. How about you? Yeah, so three out of five for me. Um, the mechanics of the game are fine. It's playable. Music's great. Um, it just—it's just not much more than fine to me. Okay. Um, uh, and maybe it's because I have much more experience with the first game. You know that I'm, uh, for the most part, after playing it for an hour or two, I can get back to memorizing that map okay. and maybe. If I played too long and I got to that same, you know, like riding a bike mentality with the map, uh, maybe I would score it better. But, yeah, there's not enough here uh, to make me rate it any higher or even close to what I would give the first game. Um, so a nice solid three out of five, you know, play it. If you like these type of games, you're not going to be disappointed. But I would recommend unless if you find it really cheap, at like a, um, a too many games or something like that. I would just call Uncle Vim if you really need to play it.
0: Yeah. I am going to give this game a four out of five, just because it was some of the most fun I had on stream in quite a long time. And I feel like this is a game that you could play at a party and just pass the controller around and enjoy it. And everybody has fun with it. And it's just goofy and fun. And it it, uh, it lightens the mood, that's for sure. I uh, It was kind of a game I needed and I uh, I appreciate the game for what it is. It's not it's not it's not the most intricate game of all time, but uh, it uh, does the job. All right. On that note, it is time to spin the wheel. All right. We got a Genesis game. We're playing World of Illusion, starring Mickey Mouse and Donald Duck.
2: Mickey Mouse right. himself. All right, so the inferior game. God, yes, it.
0: not the good one. <laughs> this is a sequel. Actually, this one is supposed to be pretty good, too, from what I've heard. I'm not saying
2: it's bad. It's just Castle of Illusion.
0: Castle of illusions is unbeatable in, in my heart. Yeah. 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 I, but,
2: but, but the yeah. fact that my, uh, at the time, six-year-old niece picked it up and started playing it and got through the first two levels shows me that Castle of Illusion is a timeless yeah. game. So I'm wondering how World of Illusion holds up.
0: Me too, because I I think I may have just loaded it up to try it. I don't think I've ever actually sat down to play it, so I'm pretty excited. Wow. Uh, Jen, do you have any any background with either? Like, did did we play Castle of Illusion? I don't even remember if we played Castle of Illusion on this channel yet.
1: I don't rem. I I don't. I really don't have any background in in these games, so well, I'm yeah, looking I was forward to say, it.
0: Genesis is way out of your comfort zone, so yeah, yeah. I like that. I li- <laughs> I like getting It'll you to fun. play you've never heard of or played before. Me
1: too. I really, I was explaining Retro Roulette to um, some people recently, and I was saying how much I appreciate it gives you such an opportunity to play things that, you know, I know I never would have played on my own. So it's fun.
0: All right. Well, I, I think that's going to wrap it up this week. Before we get out of here, uh, Mark, do you want to let everyone know about our family of podcasts?
2: Yeah. So we got Stranger Damies, our D&D podcast um airs every other wednesday um can find it anywhere you get podcasts we're on instagram and twitter at stranger damies then we have our movie podcast they call this a movie airs every thursday you can find it on uh spreaker and anywhere else you get podcasts um we're on instagram and twitter at the main damie the main is where we um host all of our podcasts and uh, coming up soon in october and we'll be writing his 31 days of horror where he watches a different horror movie every day for the month of October. Um, So it's one of our big features of the year. So look forward to that. And uh, so, Jen, what's our streaming schedule?
1: So we stream consistently as of right now, about three days a week. Um, But So Mondays, it's going to alternate. It's either going to be Retro Roulette, where Tom plays our newest Retro Roulette game and gives his initial thoughts on it. And Mark is going to join him for that. Um, Or it's going to be Retro Mondays with Tom as well where uh, he's usually playing through a Japanese RPG. So he just beat Suikuden. Congratulations on that. And uh, he just started playing Chrono Trigger. So that so far has been awesome. And uh, I'm really looking forward to getting deeper into that game. So please join us for that. It's very exciting. Tuesdays is always a day off for us. Wednesdays is our co-op day where the three of us jump on together. Right now we are doing Halo Hump Day where we're playing through the master chief collection together having a lot of fun i would like to say we're owning noobs but i mean i'm not doing any of that unfortunately <laughs> i can only speak for myself but uh it's it's been a, a nostalgia bomb for us we're having a lot of fun with that um and we are always looking for a fourth i just want to put that out there we can always use the extra help i know we have two people that said they would join us so good to know uh thursday is is right now a co-op day for Mark and myself. We're playing through It Takes Two, and that's been a ton of fun. Um, so definitely, if you haven't checked it out, it's, it's very entertaining to watch, even as a spectator in general. It's just very, it's out there in a good way. Um, and then Fridays are either going to be our day off, or once we hit fall, at some point, we are thinking about bringing back some Friday streams. And same thing for Saturdays and Sundays. Right now, they're TBD. If we decide to do something random, we'll let you know. But if not, they are currently days off for us just because we have a lot of other things going on with summertime and, uh, you know, making plans now that we actually see each other in person.
0: Yep. A lot of stuff going on. And yeah. and uh, uh, obviously,
2: if you're listening to this when it drops on uh, Monday, we will not be streaming on Wednesday, um, uh, you know, in solidarity with the uh, do better Twitch or whatever the hashtag is. I keep getting it Twitch wrong. Twitch
1: do better. But yes. There
2: yes. we go. Yeah. Um, you know, so uh, we will return. Um, I believe that would be uh, Wednesday, September 8th, mm-hmm. um, with our multiplayer sh- uh, Wednesday stream. Yes. So, just in case after that whole spiel by Jen, you went and looked for us on Wednesday and saw that we were not there, which I hope you are not searching Twitch on Wednesday, um, at all. But that is why you won't find us on Wednesday.
0: But uh, I on a happy note. This weekend, that this past weekend, if you're listening to this when it comes out, we we are playing d d for the first time in person at the start of this pandemic. So that's something I look forward to. As we, uh, as we continue recording, you will hear those sessions. So uh, be on the lookout for that. I think they're going to be a bit more engaging now that we're all in person. Shit, uh, I have to write the story. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. Keep an eye out for that. Uh, before we get out of here, I want to mention that we're an affiliate of Stone Age Gamer. If you need any video video game stuff for co- your retro consoles, whether it be cables or, or uh, power supplies or controllers or anything you, you may need for your retro gaming setup, head on over there via the link in the description. And uh, every time you use that link to purchase something, it gives us a little kickback and it helps us make this podcast and our streams better for you guys so i want to thank everybody for hanging out with us Uh, i hope everyone is staying well being safe and for mark and jenny i'm tom and we will catch you guys in the next one